your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And we're almost there. We are just two days away from the NHL season starting. And man, if you're not excited, number one, to have hockey back, and number two, to have a team that is a serious contender to win it all, check your pulse. Because uh, I, I cannot wait for this season to get started for those exact reasons. We're getting hockey, and we have a damn good team. <clears throat> so today, we will kind of get into some uh, NHL news quickly. Um, what's going on with the Stars and the Canucks? Because it's relevant. I know you know this is an Avalanche show, but... Uh, there, it's kind of important things which could have, I mean, we'll get into it. I don't want to get ahead of myself right now. We'll get into it. Uh, we will talk about Connor Timmons. According to Jared Bednar, he is looking very good. And the way things are going right now, we might see him on the team slotted in there uh, on one of the lines due to Eric Johnson not being available right now. <clears throat> we'll talk about Gabe Landeskog and his contract situation and an interesting trade proposal that came from another team's well not the other team's website but a a uh, website that follows another team uh in bringing somebody of name recognition to the avalanche so we will get to all of that stuff first follow the show on social media outlets on twitter lopn underscore avalanche on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche and send any questions, comments, opinions, whatever is on your mind, how excited you are for this season to Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. All right. So when I said some news, yeah, it's obviously COVID related. You've probably heard the Dallas Stars have postponed their opener. I have not heard as to when, but the fact of the matter is uh, COVID is the reason for that. And the Vancouver Canucks, this was as late as yesterday, said that they are shutting down their camp right now as well. I have not heard that they have postponed their games just like Dallas has, but they have shut their camp down. And the Columbus Blue Jackets, they have shut down part of their camp, part of their roster. I don't know how they determined that. Um, but it, from what they say, it's just due to precautionary reasons. So it seems like the stars and the Canucks are dealing with some COVID issues. It seems like Columbus might be, and could be something where they're getting ahead of it. None of these teams obviously affect the avalanche due to them being in different divisions. But, um, this, this is, is this just the start of it is my question. You know, we knew we were going to have some problems. We knew we were going to run into players eventually testing positive. That wasn't going to be a surprise. We didn't know when <clears throat> the Avalanche had their players that were held out. Landeskog was one of them. Johnson, obviously, is another one. Grubauer was one. He is back. Brandon Saad was another one. He is back. 
So the avalanche, like we don't know what it was to them, if it was COVID related. We just got the unfit to play. Uh, but, you know, with Dallas and Vancouver and Columbus all needing to shut down or postpone games, it started before the games even began, which to me was a little surprising. Um, I thought this maybe would come into play as the season got on and, and travel started to happen. But you just hope this can stay away from the avalanche. Uh, you hope it stays away from everybody. Let's get real. Uh, but, you know, when you're you're an Avalanche fan, you don't want your team to get decimated by anything like that. So um, you just have to go with the flow here. <clears throat> I don't know when Dallas is going to do their opener. I don't know when the Canucks are going to come back. I don't know what's going on with Columbus. That's three teams before we've even had a shift. So uh, it's just something to keep an eye on. It's nothing to, you know, I guess if they're getting ahead of it, it's nothing to panic about right away. But like I said, this is going to be something the NHL is going to have to deal with for the duration of the season. And the Avalanche, I'm sure at some point or another, are going to have to deal with it, whether it's on their team or a team that they're playing and a game gets postponed or canceled. Like it's going, it's probably going to affect every team. You would. <laughs> In some way, in some capacity. Not that every team is going to get a player that has COVID or anything like that, but you would think it might affect almost every team over the course of four months. Could happen. So, I don't know. Kind of kind of upsetting, but it doesn't take away from the fact that, uh, you know, hockey is 48 hours away. Um, I don't know if anybody saw that. I just wanted to throw this in there. That Pavel Franco's helmet. Man, is that thing solid. If you haven't seen that, uh, I put it up on my Twitter page and my Instagram page. He, it's, it's his throwback helmet, I guess, for the whenever they wear the retro uniforms with the Nordiques. It is a beautiful-looking thing. It's almost one of those things where you don't want him to wear it because you don't want any dings or dents in it. But it's got the Nordiques logo prominent on the, on the crown of his head and on both sides. It's kind of like an homage to former Nordique players, Forsberg, Sackick, the Statsny brothers. Um, it's it's just a really, really cool helmet. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, definitely go to my uh, social media pages and check it out. So, All right, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about Connor Timmons. But before we do that, we're going to hear from betonline.ag. I'm recording this. Right now, in the middle of this Cleveland Browns-Pittsburgh Steelers game. And I'm going to check what the score is if it's in, gotten worse at all. Nope, it's still 28 to nothing. I'm, I'm recording. This is... They're just started the second period. Second quarter. Yeah, they're, you know where my brain is at. Um, if you wanted to bet on that, if you put some money down on that, over on betonline.ag, you could be making a lot of money right now. Because I don't think many people had the Cleveland Browns doing what they're doing to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if you're smart enough, Bet Online would have taken that action. We are in the midst of NFL playoff football. We have college football. We have the hockey season right around the corner. Basketball is in full swing. Despite all of the COVID craziness that's going on, sports are happening. And when sports are happening, you can bet on them. And when you bet on them, do it at betonline.ag. It's the only place that has you covered, and it's the only place that we here at Locked On Trust. 
go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you get a 50% welcome bonus. Put 100 bucks in, they throw an extra 50 in. Put 200 bucks in, they throw an extra 100 in. Like I said, there's sports going on all across the country right now. Prop bets, they got them. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget to follow them on social media as well for all the latest odds. Follow them on Twitter at betonline underscore AG. Once again, that promo code is Locked On for your 50% bonus when you sign up for a free account. All right, quick little break. Talk some defense. All right, so welcome back. And like I said in the beginning, touched on the Avalanche players that had missed the beginning of camp. All of them are back except one, and that one is Eric Johnson. So Landeskog is back, Grubauer is back, and Saad is back. And with Johnson being the only one left and, you know, the unfit-to-play title, I'm not going to guess as to why, but, you know, I think we all might be thinking the same thing as to why he's gone. Whatever. Whatever the reasons are, he's not there. And this is when guys step in and take advantage. And after practice the other day, he was asked, Coach Jared Benner was asked, kind of who's taking that role, uh, you know, not only of the the leadership role that Eric Johnson brings, but, you know, who's taking the role his role on the defensive end. And he didn't hesitate to say Connor Timmons. He said, not only uh, is he stepping in, he's just standing out among almost everybody on the roster and in practice. And he said, he has definitely earned that spot. So this could be the moment where, you know, one of those defenders that we have in our back pocket steps in. Uh, and it, we, you know, if, if it wasn't the case, if <clears throat> nothing was really happening with, with Johnson, we'd still have all those guys kind of waiting in the wings, waiting to come in and, and get their, their chance and their due, but it might be happening right now. And it might be happening with Connor Timmons. A lot is expected of this guy. And who knows when Eric Johnson comes back? I cannot imagine that he would be back on the first game. If it goes, I mean, it, if it is COVID related, you know, that's going it, to, it, his return should be a lot shorter than if it's an injury, if it's an upper body or lower body injury. So Timmons might only have a couple games to really prove himself. I don't know what's going on with this ta- taxi squad in terms of who is, who's going to be on it. You would almost be willing to guarantee that Timmons is going to be on it. If Johnson comes back or when Johnson comes back and kind of takes that spot away from Timmons, Timmons isn't going far, but Timmons just comes out of the gate flying. He in practice has been taking the role of the, the second pairing with Sam Girard. So that's, you know, that's no short task that that's a lot of uh, pressure and that's a lot of you know, what's expected of you playing on any line with this team is a lot. So I kind of want to see this play out. 
Because it's not like they're going to you know, not allow Eric Johnson to come back. He's a veteran. He, the presence he has on this team is everybody knows it. Uh, they, they, they do need him. They do need him on this team. But if Timmons is playing well, do what do they do? I mean, th- this is the problem that, and it's a good problem to have. This is a good problem, but it's a problem that the Avalanche have right now. Is you have a backlog of people, and guess who else is on the way? Bowen Byram. Byram is from everything that we hear on the way to Denver. He needs to quarantine for a week, so he's not going to be ready and available right away. But he's not a guy that would kind of just step right in the way Connor Timmons could because he still needs to get his feet wet. And I think that's what they're going to do with him. Once he 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 will probably be another taxi guy. And they'll they'll kind of do what they need to do with him, build him up, and then when he's ready, where does he go? <laughs> this is, I mean, it's just a. I don't want to be in the position that Jared Bednar is in to figure out what they're going to do with all these guys because if Byram comes and Timmons is there, I mean, is Byram just jumping Timmons and and getting slotted into a spot? If Connor Timmons is doing so well in training camp right now and is ready to go, Byram's not just going to come in and take that away from him. Byram hasn't proven anything yet. So I guess the bigger question here is, is this the the last we're really going to see of Eric Johnson? Uh, And I know they have to protect him with that no movement clause with the draft, but... If he if this is an injury riddled season for him, I think a buyout is like a guarantee. A buyout they they would not want to protect him. Uh, I, I really feel like they are going to fall in love with Taves this year, and I feel like the three defenders that they will keep are Makar, Taves, and Gerard. They will buy out Johnson or convince him to you know be available for the Kraken, which they can do with hopes that the Kraken don't keep him but he's making six million dollars a year that's a that's a lot for a guy who is good for your team in the locker room but you have guys that can produce on the ice more than what he can produce at this stage in his career it's just the fact um but people you know he's you have to you love the guy but at some point you have to turn the page and I kind of want to see how the season plays out with Eric Johnson personally, health-wise, stats-wise, what he does on the ice. Uh, I want to see all that play out because it could get very, very interesting when uh, the end of the year comes. And I know that's down the road, but it's really not that far away. And what the Avalanche do with him. And it's all going to be dependent on this year. We don't know what's going to happen with... Eric Johnson, but I think we have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen with Gabe Landeskog. And Landeskog came back, like I said, he's practicing, he looks good. And his contract is in, well, he, you know, after this year, he's he's up for a new contract. And it was not mincing words. He definitely wants to stay in Colorado. Joe Sackick definitely wants him to stay there too. I think this gets done. But the thing that the sticking point is the reason I think it would have already gotten done is the impression that I'm getting if we weren't in a coronavirus related world. 
And because nobody really knows what's going on kind of back end wise, financially, things like that, after this year, they're kind of holding off. So I think you might get some, you know, media personnel kind of that's not in the market of Colorado saying like, well, this team has a shot at Gabe Landeskog and this team has a shot at Gabe Landeskog. And I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that'll be all just outside noise. And, you know, they'll be saying that because technically he will be a free agent and he will be available, but I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I think he loves where he is. I think he genuinely wants to, he's the type of guy that I feel like wants to have that title of playing for the same team his entire career. I feel like for some reason that's important to him. And for guys in hockey, it is, it is important. Maybe towards the end of the year or your end of your career, you go somewhere else to try to win a, a cup. But for the most part, guys like staying put. And I see that in Landeskog. You know, he has a baby now, so he's got a family. You don't want to be moving all over the place. And he's the captain. I think he loves being the captain of this team. The fans absolutely love him. So everything makes sense for Gabe Landeskog to remain with the Avalanche. I think we're just going to have to wait, and it's going to kind of like test our patience uh, a little bit because it's not going to happen during the season unless something gets figured out with the financials during the season. But I'm not counting on that. But I am counting on them coming to an agreement whenever they know what the financials are as best as they can know it. And I'm kind of looking forward to see what the Avalanche give him because, you know, is he that Miko Rantanen money guy? No, he's not. Uh, but he, I think he's making like 5.25 or something right now. You could see him getting an extra million and a half maybe per year. I think he'd be in that 6.5 to 7 range. I'd be completely happy with that. And I think he would be too. So, I, I mean, if I had to predict something, that's that's where I would predict. But I would absolutely predict that Gabe Landeskog is, is not going anywhere. And he will be with... Uh, with these guys for a long time, because I think he knows what this team has. I think he knows how special this team can be. And he's a part of that. And you're hearing things like that come out of him when he does his press conference saying like, you know, the, the, the words that these guys are using are not the same words and phrases that they used in years past. In years past, it was like, we have a good team. We think we can compete. Uh, it should be an exciting year. The stuff that you hear coming out this year, especially with, with Kadri saying things like uh, Landeskog and Calvert, all saying things like, no, this year is like, we are in it to win it all this year. No excuses. You love hearing stuff like that. If you have, they, they have a lot on their website, coloradoavalanche.com. Go listen to some of their, just the way that they talk and the way that they sound is they are ready for battle. And they're not going into the season just saying like, well, we hope we do good. It's no, we know we have a good team and we have to do good. And we expect it from ourselves. The fans expect it as well. So having said that, would the Avalanche be open to trades with one person in particular coming from that team's media side? We'll get into that right after we hear from our good friends at Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. I'm begging you guys, go to BuiltBar.com and check out their website and just look at all of the amazing stuff that you could get. I talk about the bars all the time, and the bars are fantastic. Like I said before, they taste like a candy bar, have 100% real chocolate. 
they're very soft. They're easy to like I say, they're more like a candy bar than an actual protein energy bar. And they have a lot of other products on their website as well. They have like built bites, which you can get if you just want like a quick little snack in the afternoon. They have uh, these water. They're almost like the, uh, these water enhancers. They're kind of like the rage a little while ago. And they have some really good flavors in that. They have a wide selection of products outside of the bars. But the bars themselves are amazing. And I've said before, you can get them in some great, great flavors. Like caramel brownie, coconut almond, lemon almond cheesecake, toffee almond peanut butter brownie, every single one I've ever had has been fantastic. Most bars contain 180 or even 130 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. Great for people on the keto diet, low calorie, high, low sugar, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. It's just everything that you need in an energy bar to get through your day. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on and you get 20% off of your next order, not your first order. Your next order, any order you put in at Built Bar and use the promo code Locked On, twenty percent comes off of your order. Once again, promo code is Locked On, twenty percent is off of your order at BuiltBar.com. All right, quick little break, and we're back with a maybe trade that I wouldn't do, but would you? So the website Causeway Crowd, which is a website that follows the Boston Bruins, put a article up titled could the Boston Bruins trade Tuka Rask to the Colorado Avalanche I put this up on Twitter and uh, <laughs> people had some feelings on this they, they not only did they just ask the question they put up a possible trade deal and the deal that they put up I personally wouldn't do I wouldn't do it they are, are kind of if you read the article it's a quick article and I get it I get what the author is trying to say. He's saying, you know, if there's one Achilles heel in the Colorado Avalanche, it's their goaltending. So that's why he thinks the Avalanche would be a good home for Rask. I mean, I'll talk about that in a second, but his deal that he says he would do is sending Rask to the Avalanche in exchange for Ryan Graves, Martin Kaut, and a first-round pick in the next draft. That is a very big ask for a guy who could potentially be a rental and has said he doesn't want to play anywhere else in Boston. So then I'll change my potential rental to a guaranteed rental because I don't, I think Tukarask is obviously a very good goalie. Um, Number one, do I think the Avalanche have enough in their goalie tandem? I definitely do. I agree with Joe Sackick in saying this is not performance-based. It's just injury-based. If these guys can stay healthy, you know, they, they can put together a really good tandem and have a very good season. Plus, the Avalanche are going to be offensively loaded. So you don't have to ask Grubauer or Francois to stand on their head night in, night out because chances are the Avs are going to score four, five, six goals every single game. On top of that, with this deal, you're bringing in Rask, but you're not getting rid of Grubauer or Francois. So now you're stuck with three goalies. And sure, I know you, I'm pretty sure you have unlimited goalie 
roster spots this year. Well, taxi squad, which you could leave them on one of that, but you're not going to do that. You're, you're not going to take one of your guys and demote them down to the taxi squad. You would get rid of one of them. <clears throat> um, and it's probably not going to be a popular opinion. And I talked to a guy who runs a Ryan Graves fan site. I really like Ryan Graves. I think he is a very good player for this team. <clears throat> um, I just, and I know he just signed a brand new contract. I am in the camp where I need to see Ryan Graves do it on a consistent basis. He had a hell of a season last year and I am rooting for him just like everybody else is to have him do that again Um, until he can prove it to me. um, I think he could be one of those guys that is, could be movable. I wouldn't be against any of these one things happening with Ryan Graves being traded for something with Martin Kaut being traded for something and giving up a first round pick in next year's draft. Because if the season goes the way it's supposed to go, it's going to be a very late first round pick. I'm fine with any one of those things. I am not fine with grouping all of them together and sending it out for, uh, you know, most likely a rental in Rask. You know, I, I don't hold what Rask did in the bubble last year against him, against him whatsoever. That would that would not come into play for me at all. Uh, but I know where his heart is at. And this wouldn't be like, you know, the Ray Bork thing. Wouldn't be that at all. You know, Ray Bork's heart was always in Boston. Uh, this is kind of this is just a little bit different in in Rask. <clears throat> genuinely, not even wanting to play anywhere else. He's not asking for a trade. Bork was, and Rask is not asking for it. He doesn't want to go anywhere. If he were to get traded, he's a professional. He would play to the best of his ability. But then once that season is over, you know, if you don't win a cup. Then, then what have you got? You got a half a season out of him, and you've given up a first round pick and two excellent players. Well, one excellent player in Graves and Cout, who has a ton of potential. <clears throat> so, that deal in and of itself, I don't like it at all. Uh, and on top of it, I don't, I don't think you need a goalie. I think, I think the goalies we have are just fine, and I think if they can just keep themselves out of injury, which is, you know, sometimes not up to them. Injuries happen. Um, I think fans are going to be very happy with the goalie play. So, um, and on on top of this, you're basically bailing out the Bruins, you know, and, and in the article, the guy says, if the Bruins were to get off to a slow start, they're in a very tough division. So if you get off to a slow start, it's going to be tough to start ascending back up through that that division, maybe they start selling some guys and trading some guys. And that's where he came to this conclusion that, well, you know, you might as well get rid of Rask. <clears throat> um, you're bailing out the Bruins. You're bailing them out for, for getting off to a slow start. You're giving them three great assets and two, two players and a pick. I don't see that happening. So it's possible Rask could get traded. Uh, I, I don't think the Avalanche are going to go calling for him, in my opinion. But what do you think? Let me know. Lockdownavalanche at gmail.com or get a hold of me on Twitter. Um, the consensus when I posted that is they don't want that. There were some people that said I would do that deal. Um, they they really like Rask. They think that you know the Avalanche goalie situation is suspect. So they would do it. I, I you know I can understand why. 
but not for me. But let me know what you think. So that will be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. We are almost there. Uh, as you're listening to this, 48 hours away, Colorado Avalanche Hockey. Get excited. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow, one more day closer to puck drop. Have a good day. Stay safe. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go. Go.